0: to enter the earth
1: free Hi, dear world. Hi, guys. I'm Ian. And i bum bang And... We're back. I, it's it's great to be back for more than just a single one-off episode. Yes. Which, 72 just, just launched yesterday. Congratulations, dude. First episode in, yeah. in over three years. Press. And here we are recording 73, the episode that almost almost wasn't. Yes. Technically, 72 almost wasn't, as far as the, the world knows as well.
0: Yeah.
2: We've been trying to figure out how to uh, put the show together in a way that's like fun for us but also responsible. And the thing that we love to do is converse and, you know, hang out and we're trying to do all these things in our own personal lives.
1: It's the it's the basis of the whole show. Yeah, exactly. It's it is why we started doing a podcast. I mean, we had the desire to do a podcast. We found ourselves in a very similar situation being brand new in LA out here to to do our respective creativities. And we just decided to have a conversation. I don't know if it was because you had pity on me because all my stuff got stolen.
2: I, that's pretty much it. You
1: right? know, I, I figured, <laughs> and I appreciate the the sympathies. Uh, cut to we go down and open your garage, and you've got all my shit.
2: <laughs> well, no, not everybody wants you to learn your like... lesson, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> This many years later, I've just got it all like shrink-wrapped. Yeah. It's all just like fucking been pristinely kept in like, move that (laughs) bus. I like just give you a piece of like a post-it with like a a, an address (laughs) with like a code. It was me. Yeah. It's like one of those easy storage places. Wow, this place at least it was temperature control. Oh,
1: damn it, dude. That would that would be (laughs) one of the most bizarre things. I would equate that to, you know, well. (laughs) the disciples seeing Christ <laughs> after three days and they were like, that motherfucker's dead. Yeah. It would be like, it's a zombie. it, it would literally be like seeing the past time travel right before my very eyes. Cause I be saw crazy. that stuff when I was last in Texas and suddenly it's here and it doesn't know who the fuck I am anymore.
2: And I don't know who the fuck <laughs> it is anymore. So uh, do you no, think okay. that would be like a, if you had the choice to see that stuff again or not, what would you rather do? not really 100% so if someone said I'm, I'm hey there the is main... a storage unit that has all of the stuff you lost it's in there yeah would you go see it
1: yeah uh would i go see it no i uh, would you give it up to storage your storage no. wars
2: or whatever no uh
1: give it up to storage wars uh for a for a price tag for a price- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah i would uh i would stick with where i am i am now no. the me that that hasn't seen it and and made his peace with it
2: yeah so yeah i would i would definitely not yeah that's an interesting thought though because it's like yeah i mean things of the past because i've gotten rid of things over time and i always think about like i mean there's stuff from childhood that i don't have anymore yeah and there's toys that i used to have and i kind of wish i had them but at the same time i'm like i don't need that shit
1: (laughs) well do you wish you had them because they truly meant something to you or there's like nostalgia for some of the stuff that you used to play with? nostalgia Yeah. yeah so it's it's I, I feel the same way and I kind of last year I bought a couple of comic books. Mm. A couple Which? of them were like digital. Um, they were collections. So like when I was growing up that was primarily what I read uh, comic book wise. Which
2: myself. comics were they?
1: Um, So they were for Christmas 2018 I bought digital sets of The Death and Return of Superman. There are oh, like that's three cool. volumes of uh, a storyline that spanned I'm gonna say a hundred issues. Dang. Over about a year, within like four or five different titles. So like every week there was a new, new branch of the Superman tree, telling their telling the same part of a story, and it followed all these different characters, and so they compiled them into all these books. That I used to have as a kid. It was like wow. I said, three volumes: the death of Superman, the like funeral and immediate aftermath, and how everybody dealt with it, and then this massive, thick Harry Potter-looking motherfucker oh, that was.
2: Like, like he was skinny and had glasses. The
1: <laughs> yes, and no nose, <laughs> like like Voldemort. It was. You're talking about the size type. of a Harry Potter book, like a
0: it big was fatty. well
1: comparatively. It was. Like, I, I can't really accurately show you. It was. He's it was, leaning
2: over to my library.
1: The The Return of Superman um was the same size as the other two books combined.
2: Gotcha. There was just okay. a lot of issues yeah, because it's
1: a lot. it was about these four seemingly imposter Superman coming and trying to like take take the place of superman because the world needs superman
2: wait so did they have powers yes oh, okay
1: well uh three of them did gotcha one gotcha. of them was shaquille o'neal uh did, did you ever see the movie steel With i shaquille saw O'Neal. shazam you saw shazam not steel but uh, anyways there's a there's a, a dude who literally puts on a suit of steel he becomes the man of steel and he has like rocket boots yeah i remember seeing the like fights the ghetto trailer. crime gotcha, um, gotcha there's a guy who's the ghetto crime exactly what it what it sounds like smash and grabs no well yeah he fights those kinds of criminals except gotcha. you know it's metropolis and it's a comic book and they've got like fucking <laughs> men in black oh, style shit. like major ass weapons gotcha that's cool you know and that's the whole reason that you need a superman yeah. Um, then there's like this cyborg Superman who people don't know if they really trust, but all of his DNA is like fucking Superman. Everybody, oh, the wow. science is all saying this man's Superman and he's got Kryptonian like mechanics and shit.
2: Then so do they a, look like him? Yeah, kind of.
1: Okay. Well, not the, not the, uh, not the guy in the steel suit. He's kind of, uh, looks like Shaq. Like yeah, he does. <laughs> he literally big, looks like Shaq. big tall ass Shack. black guy. Yeah. Or, uh, or John Henry. Yeah. From, you know, the, uh the 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 American tall tale, yeah, ben Henry the yeah, Henry. yeah, Hammer Slayer, ha- Hammer Slayer, yes. <laughs> um, one of them is a uh, is a clone, is a literal clone, a teenage clone of Superman. Oh, that's crazy! And so he's in like this leather jacket, and he's got this punk attitude. Oh, he's there, trying to be that. cool. Yeah, and then you know, there's one that's like this Kryptonian ancient being that has like taken over the responsibilities of kal-el of krypton that's cool you know it's so you got these four stories that you're all following until you're trying to determine is any of them really superman like what's gonna happen and then suddenly you know you the actual return of superman starts to happen and you're like oh shit he's coming back he had the mullet the long hair and everything this was back in the so he he came back like the christ he did. He literally did. He wow. came back. You know, it might. Like I said, it might have been a year later after uh, after his fight with Doomsday.
2: Did he uh, turn water to wine?
1: I mean, he. he...
2: If he didn't, he's no savior of <laughs> mine. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> savior of mine.
2: No, that's cool. I've actually never read those, so it's interesting yeah. to me to like hear about it because I I love comics. I used to read them a little bit when I was younger. Yeah, but it wasn't here. like I don't know. There's like levels of of comic book like readers and stuff yeah that was about the as collectors far as I and got. That, yeah i think was, i still have like a a classic like x-men or something yeah in some box i think it's in storage well
1: that that was going to be what i said like one of the few things if i could just pick and choose a couple items from that theoretical storage unit you know, with all my shit yeah um my comic books i i i can't even say my photo albums with all of my childhood and baby photos and stuff like that because my parents had multiple copies printed when they gotcha. got them developed. And so they have already given me like three big albums with all like wow. different separate copies of childhood photos and shit. And I'm like, damn, this is awesome. And then we'll digitally scan them and stuff. So I don't know that I would need those back. Yeah. You know, I mean it would it would literally be It'd have to be like a one off
2: Polaroid or something. That yeah. was
1: just like or some hard drives. Some hard drives with some of my mm. my film school mm. movies and stuff. It was all in the truck.
2: All your, uh, all your, uh, hardcore porn. My, uh, my, my credentials. <laughs> my credentials, dude. Yeah, I always think about like, because I've had my my credit card or my my debit card information stolen. Yeah, from like a scam. Is it a skimmer? I think it's called a skimmer, mm-hmm. where you like insert your card on a on like, like a, a gas, gas pump station. Yeah, and they put like this little piece in that it's like a plate that goes over the other one that looks yeah. just like. Anyway, yeah. I've had it stolen and just. Fixing that one issue is such a pain in the ass. I can't imagine. And I know we've talked about this probably in past shows, but it's just interesting to think about like the process of having to start over when all of your shit is taken away. Yeah. And then having to like then assess, oh, this doesn't I don't need this anymore. I didn't need that. I didn't need that.
1: It's like it's like working all day on some massive Photoshop file. Yeah. Only for your computer to crash without you being able to save it. And you're like
2: Which you just did. Because we're redoing our cover.
1: That's true. That is
2: true. I almost so. Full
1: full disclosure, we are redoing the cover. I don't know if anybody heard, but we uh, we also redid the theme song. We're just yes. trying to give you know Hidear a little facelift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So the new cover, I came to Joe with an initial idea, and I was I was okay with it. I was I was it was proud of it being like a jumping off point. Joe and I we took some photos that we had done in a photo shoot with Shelby yeah we did these like ago. so long, ago, it was a long time ago but they're still good they're still totally valid yeah. your hair is like eight times longer though. yeah <laughs> um like but, a punzel yeah but I set us up like we're walking along a path hiking up to the Hollywood Hills the sign said Hollywood land mm-hmm. you know old school style just because we reference Hollywood land in our our elf tree shows a lot and there's weed everywhere. So we're like walking <laughs> through, uh, talking and laughing and uh, just surrounded by these weed plants. I was like, it's a good jumping off point. It was not met. Like, you liked it. Simon because we smoke weed it. every show. That's I something people it. should know. If you're uh, a new listener, it's not
2: about that, but we, we do, we're in vibing. Yeah, we, right. <laughs> Spoilers. And we're smoking uh, an organic <laughs> weed right now.
1: Oh, it's and it's it looks to be sun grown.
2: Like, it's you know, really outdoors. good. I actually really like it. I it's like beautiful. the high. It's very like, I feel, I don't know. I feel very relaxed. It's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, But sent you that. Then the next day started working on a second cover. The only part I kept from the original cover was the the hillside. Everything else I kind of trashed. and And then I realized I didn't save the original. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anywhere. I just have a screenshot of it. I mean, that was amateur hour, dude. That's such a like heartbreaking thing when you lose a file. Like when I've lost songs, or even I've lost files like that, or I've accidentally saved over something, I'm like, oh no, and I yeah. closed it. Or like one issue I'm having all the time is with OmniSphere. It's a it's like a software synth and logic that I use. And if I don't actually on the channel, write what the name of the whatever, you know, synth setting that I'm using, if yeah. I don't write the name of that instrument down, um, whenever I restart the session, sometimes it saves it and it'll open up with the sound. And sometimes it just resets back to zero. So then I lose the sound. And if I don't save it or print it, which means basically printing and audio form is when you just, instead of taking them, you take the MIDI and you basically make it an audio wave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You You're print. actually committing You're committing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but which all the time, whenever I'm writing, I don't commit shit. I just literally like right in the moment and it, I, for some reason it's I'm, i've gotten a lot better about it but you know it's just like one of those things where you, when you lose something it's like ah, oh, i can't get that sound back it's i and, can't get that work back that i just spent all this time on and
1: if you commit something you can't change it you can't alter it because i know i i
2: watch you do midi you're you're well you're, you could add stuff to it you could take like you know like our audio right now that we're recording i could take your voice and i could make it all echoey, like it, oh, all right echoey like it is right now <laughs>
0: hey we're in a cave
2: <laughs> no but you just <laughs> oh my god oh my god no but you like you you can manipulate that kind of audio but once you have a sound you can't manipulate that actual sound so if it's like a, a like mallets or something versus yeah. synth or versus like strings yeah two separate instruments you know so sure. that's that's well, the only I've, difference
1: your are midi when you're like playing melodies on your keyboard and i'm i'm like looking at these like they look like little dots and they're moving up and down just based mm-hmm. on the notes and everything. And I watch you literally grab a couple and, you know, change the pitch and change the the note it is and lengthen it and shorten it and move stuff around. And then you're like, OK, yeah, I really like that. And yeah, it then is a waveform. And at that point, you can't change those notes exactly, and everything yeah. like that anymore. So the, <clears throat> I can imagine I can totally understand why you wouldn't commit to something like that. The other too thing frequently because that that cuts you, you might feel like you're being cut off at the knees. It's so true. But the thing is,
2: is it, the simple fix is like just write the name of the synth down. Sure. <laughs> and I fucking forget all the time. So, so you're <laughs> so saying that,
1: you're saying that this program loses the synth you were using, but all of your information is still there. Like the yeah exactly what I played is still to go there. Go.
2: I just have to find the sound again. Find, oh okay yeah sure I get so, that um, yeah that, I've had that happen. Probably like a handful of times, no more than five times, no less than three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: so maybe about five times, dude. I
1: when I was a kid, I was doing the uh, Jedi dispute lightsaber fight scene videos that. I was, oh yeah, I was hometown
2: famous That's for. So incredible. Um, <clears throat> that'll be on the blog if you want to see it. Yes, please put it up. <laughs> oh shit,
1: <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta see if they're if they're online anywhere. More than once, I lost. I mean. Whole stretches because what I would have to do is I would have to like export a chunk of this lightsaber fight scene, two seconds, three seconds long. And if you think about it, back then video is 30 frames per second. So to do these lightsabers in Photoshop, by the way, frame by frame, I had to export a film strip of this three second chunk, and it literally came out as. Rows of these pictures that are literally the frames of the video. It's nuts. It's really bizarre. Dang. Yeah, i I did that so many times, and I'm like there in Photoshop, drawing all these lightsabers, and then adding all these different effects to it and stuff. I mean, I got into a flow. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was fucking good, but <laughs> there were some heartbreaking moments that I would do. I would stretch, it and I'm like, I'm gonna do like a five or six second chunk. So I would have 150, you know plus frames and i'd do it and then i'd be like all right great apple close instead of apple save
2: so you lost a big chunk of like five
1: or six seconds you know a couple hundred frames and i would hit apple close instead of apple save and it would just fucking or it would just crash and i, I so would how, how lost, long how much time would that be would i have lost yeah 45 for if i mean 45 minutes
2: that's hour. not too bad.
1: It's, I guess, it's not too
2: bad. I was thinking
1: like days
2: of work, you know.
1: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But I got to a point that I would apple save. Over I'm not trying to downplay your heartbreaking As a kid, it's, it yeah. probably meant a lot more. But I mean, it. it you're right. Forty-five minutes to an hour <laughs> does not seem like that much to me. But. I was a very emotionally charged child, Joe.
2: No, I can understand. We, no, we I had think the any the artist
1: conversation a couple of weeks ago. Any
2: any artist, <laughs> I know we we totally got into it, which is great. I think it's a part of the. That's why I love you. Is like I feel like us trying to do this and trying to create what we're doing with HelpTree Media in the podcast and all this stuff, and just the fact that we're both like really grinding away at our own shit. I like that we can come together and talk about random stuff together. Our friendship. I mean, obviously, it's developed over six-plus years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's cool that this started on this show, like, really kicked off on this show. Um, I mean, we hung out a few times before that. We've talked about this. But yeah. it's, like, it's just cool to, like... I feel like that's what's important about this to me. Like, this I, show has become important just based on the fact that you and I started our friendship having these conversations. And it's awkward at times because we we don't always agree on shit. But I think we always come to, the, to agreements because we fucking are both artists and we have to like figure out how to like make and meld shit yeah. in the in a way that's like cohesive
1: we yeah. have to we I, I don't think we would want the shows to be us agreeing on everything because then we're just getting one side of of our opinion exactly and yeah. it becomes a giant echo chamber i mean i feel closest when i don't get a chance to see you like when i was living in orange county like i didn't get to see you a lot uh i felt closest to you because i got to hang out when we were listening to our shows when I was listening to our shows, yeah you know that's that is what I guess I remember saying that to Shelby when I was moving out here I was like I want I want a show to be something that it's almost like you and I are hanging out and it's like oh oh hey hey there yeah hi you know hi there but hi there yeah exactly and I want people to come and hang
2: out you want to smoke a bowl? <laughs> matter of fact, I do. Oh, I can't do an elephant noise. I can, bitch. You hear that shit? Cue the music. <laughs> I'm just parading around on the stage. Okay. Sorry, that was a uh, balloon. <laughs> We're off the rails. We're off the rails. No, but I think that's the thing is like. We hung out on all these like kind of interesting cause you and Shelby were podcasting and then you know when I came out here I was like, man, I, I I always wanted to be in radio when I was a kid. Like I always imagined I could be a DJ and like do the whole radio station thing where you would have songs. It would basically be music and then you'd be the small little bits and pieces between the songs. The interstitial. And I like that idea. I like the idea that you can bridge people between tracks and give people like maybe a little tidbit of like you know, uh, yeah, this last Michael Jackson track was written in uh, Georgia when he was uh, on the blah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> when he Sorry, was, yeah.
1: we, may, we may need to cut that out.
2: <laughs> no, it's a very
1: charged uh, society. <laughs>
2: hey, man, his skin definitely changed. And I think everyone's it aware of that. It is not
1: inaccurate.
2: Yes, he made some changes. And I am so fascinated. Didn't he have like a skin disease or something? He had vitiligo. Yes, that's I what mean, it is. Yeah, if sounds like a
1: dish at an Italian restaurant. Is, the thing is, is to my knowledge, Michael Jackson from the till the day he died
2: was uh, grabbing his crotch.
1: <laughs> no, oh. kind of claimed that he never had anything done with his skin, and I, I, I can't see how that's possible. But Michael Jackson didn't offer any clarity.
2: I mean, either when you look at a young Michael Jackson, like when he first took off, you know, yeah. yeah, he had those jerry curls, the fucking, well, yeah, I guess he always had those, but it was like his, well, it was his, they uh, weren't, they weren't his sort later on in his life. His though. thriller days, like that to me was
1: like, yeah. to me, that's uh, were they, peak Michael Jackson. Were they even his during the thriller days? When was the Pepsi uh, fiasco? Oh, I mean, he had some fucking burns. I don't know. I don't know when he stopped being able to have his own
2: hair. I don't know. I kind of want to know. You know what I mean?
1: He was burned on a Pepsi tour. I believe it was some No, sort it was of a rehearsal. it was like a was Yeah, a they were doing a commercial, shoot? yeah. It was it was a commercial shoot, that's right.
2: So it was in 1984. That was when the gosh. Yeah, that's a long time ago. That was one Before me.
1: Yeah, it is it's I was native one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was uh I was up in heaven swimming around in your just, daddy's balls. Just just waiting. <laughs> waiting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My sorry, case, Larry. My DNA
2: didn't mean to talk about his balls. Yeah, well, sorry right. Larry the badass.
1: <laughs> Larry the badass.
2: Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he 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 got burned. Uh, 1984, and I don't know. So the Thriller video, well, I think it was so that was 1983. Mid-80s. Yeah, it was 83. Uh, thriller, thriller came out. Uh, yeah, but I
1: think Thriller the album came out in 1983.
2: Oh man. Yeah. What a great record. Yeah. I mean,
1: it, it makes sense that he would have been doing all this Pepsi stuff probably in, in 82. support.
2: Oh, 82. November okay. 30th, 1982. Oh, goodness. Thriller. remember All right. I mean, so. Can we play you know, some of that in the was, background? It, no. Absolutely not. Let's queue it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I said no. No. I said no. There no. are, Yeah. There are uh, no-nos. You have to pay rights if you play. I mean, we could probably play like just a, like a six-second piece. <laughs> we could you think we can get away with six? Seconds? Oh totally. I do like, dude people I, get away I, I with we, it. people get away with playing a whole version of a song underneath a vocal. Like if you're talking, I don't th- I think you can get away with it. I've heard so many podcasts where they're just I know they're not paying for that shit.
1: It's true. You know? I mean you're 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 maybe right. I think it would be funnier if we put a sixth a sixth of a second <laughs> clip up. <laughs> but just keep playing that sixth of a second over
2: and over again. For six seconds. Just fucking ridiculous. I'm on a Michael Jackson kick right now.
1: Dude, I remember when I was on a Michael Jackson kick. I was two thousand nine. He died in two thousand nine. That's right. Oh. I remember where I was. My sister told she texted me. I was irritated that she texted me. Cause, you know, that was it was it was the equivalent of me telling my brother that Steve Irwin had died. Gotcha. That was tough for him. He 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 got mad at me and hung up the phone. Steve Irwin wow. is the reason my brother has a love for animals. Is oh, doing what he's doing with his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang. Steve Irwin was fucking God. Not
2: Dude. God. Sorry,
1: <laughs> Sorry God. <laughs> he had like an altar with Steve Irwin. <laughs> I mean, he, he fucking, he carved carved a crocodile out of some sort of stone and sent it in a, an accompanying story. Wow. That they, my dad, and he hand wrote on some paper, fucking bound with alligator skin paper. It, it was a big old project sent to Steve Irwin in uh, in Australia. That's I mean, unbelievable, that's, dude. It, it's it's something that that's was beautiful, a big, a big deal. And I was living in North Carolina at the time. I heard that it happened. I called him and I told him. And what did he, he do?
2: Like, how did he? Yeah, sorry. Ta- he was walking me was through driving, shit.
1: He was driving to Shelby's house, and I caught him while he was driving. So it was probably not a good time. I didn't ask him if it was a good time because uh, in that moment I had news that I was like, oh my God, this is going to shatter his world. And I didn't want to shatter his world, but I, I, I don't know, protective older brother. Like, yeah. I, I was like, oh shit, I I would rather him hear it from me than, you know, hear it on the news or, you know, somebody be an insensitive dick about it. Right little did i know I was yeah. being the insensitive dick like i was being to you on the phone we had a the phone conversation last week dude you oh, have yeah. never i i don't know that i mean the most i've ever heard you raise your voice is when you have had a beer or two and get passionate about injustices to people you love you some people and you absolutely loathe advantage being taken and injustice injustice done
2: annoys the shit out of me.
1: so you you get the most heated and passionate in conversations like that until this phone conversation yeah well i was being an asshole
2: no i we were both like super worked up and honestly dude like i it is rare that i ever raise my voice and i even like after that conversation i was like wow like I don't like that. I don't like to ever do that. I think the, the one thing was this, I just felt in the moment, like, I don't know. I just felt hurt from some stuff that you were saying. And I just wanted it to end it because I didn't want the conversation to go down that road because it was, I just felt like it wasn't right. And that we were, we both had the best. I I just know we both have the best intentions for what we're creating together. And so it's like, And we're both under the goddamn gun with our jobs and what we're trying to accomplish. And it's hard. Like, this is hard. I just, so I, I had to like shift my brain. I was like freaking out because I was like knowing you were upset and I was upset at myself at the same time because I had upset you. And I was also pissed at myself because I didn't provide any, uh, I think professional feedback to (laughs) what I think I should have handled in a professional manner. And I didn't do that because I handled it like very casually. It, you know as casually as this conversation is right now it's like that's the way i was handling it, it was just like blah, well, and i didn't give the proper feedback i do now in hindsight see and i see I, because I, I need that feedback when i work on shit it, it's no good to not get feedback in a genuine way and that was my anger at myself i think just coming out and just not wanting you to be mad anymore not want and then i felt like yeah i don't know
1: no, I I mean I I totally understand. Like you I t- I talked to Shelby about it later on in the day cuz I had had that conversation with you and my tensions and conversations carried on to Jen at home and it was not fun and then I called my brother and and while I wasn't angry and upset with him, I I could be angry and upset around him and he can be like dude, what are you doing? What do you know? You know, uh, uh He can like, pick it up. Well, but, but a, a, he's an outsider who is as inside as it gets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, knows me as well as anybody, but then I needed, I, I wanted to talk to Shelby cause I was like, why, why did this, why did this get to me so much? And his, his explanation was, he was like, I know exactly why Joe, Joe's an he asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, in, in addition to being an asshole, <clears throat> no, he said, he said, that's how, that's how artists but a lot of musicians are with their their you know criticisms and and not criticisms but critiques and and notes and stuff like that you know because they're all so close and they all are just you know doing this for everybody they're just like all right here are my notes and you take them the way that you need them and you do the you know the thing and and i was like yeah I, you know I, I get that i totally get that and i imagine that when we were doing this show on a weekly basis we could have had that same rapport that same ease of 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 knowing how you meant something and, you know, you knowing how to word something that I would understand, you know, totally properly. I mean, you know, I totally took what you were, what you were, I don't want to say I took it as disrespect, but I reacted as though I felt disrespected by it. And that was why I I felt like I needed to investigate like what it was that I was, you know, feeling because I had lost sight when, you know, one you were you were harping harping you were playing the harp you were, you were <laughs> um you were stuck on the fact that the episode that we had done sounded inauthentic and it wasn't what we had started off doing the show as and i had told and my line was <clears throat> i know but we've kind of evolved the show since then. And then since we haven't been doing the show, my my mentality has evolved even further. So I was just trying to do something new. Um, I wasn't really aware of the importance of what you saw High to be and saw it saw as having been lost in this particular episode. Um and, you know, your your casualness on in hindsight, I can totally understand that, you know, you just You were like, yeah, this kind of totally throws me out of it. And, you know, you didn't have the time to to understand or to to think of why, but that wasn't the the thing you were trying to communicate. You were just, you were giving me your initial thoughts on something that was so rough. I probably shouldn't have sent it to you to begin with.
2: Well, no, I'm glad you did. I mean, I think we were just like kind of, you know, that's, that's what we've done on past projects too, is like, we have always sent our audio because we want to get the feedback at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. You know. No, but it is, you know, it's one of those things that I think was healthy for this show because it's like, I feel like this is us playing tennis. It's like us playing a sport together. Like we're having a conversation where there's a certain rhythm that, that we develop. And I think that's so important in shows that I listen to, you know, because it's like we've had these conversations where it's like, well, why why would anyone give a fuck to listen to us? Right. But I sit there and go, well, why do I give a fuck to listen to anybody else? Just because they've made this project or that project? Well... There's people out there that look at my projects. There's people that look at your projects. Like they're we're all just creating shit. Everyone's literally an artist. So whether someone whether I have to trust that someone gives a shit what I'm saying? I don't. I just like that I can do this with you. Yeah. And this is something that we're documenting for ourselves for I think at the very least um if I'm lucky enough to have a, have a family that they can come back and listen to old Grandpa Joe talking about you know Grandpa Joe <laughs> whatever's going on you know in like in my reality at this time in 2020 it is 2020 and it's like you know who? what are the future data miners going to be looking at when they find these kinds of audios and then you know they're going to see that Elftree Media became this massive company yeah. and they're going to see that Elftree Podcast Network ended up spawning over a hundred different badass shows <laughs> and just literally becoming these things that are impossible to think about right now but at the same time Easily, I could see that happening. Yeah. It's just the process,
1: you know? It is. We just, we have to, well, we don't have to. You are choosing to, and I am desiring to choose to create again. Because if I want to have a future in a creative industry, I have to be creative in my present. Because, well, no. I have to be creative in my present. If anybody who wanted to create something got discouraged because nobody was listening to what they created today Uh, what would we not have yeah you know so it for me when you started talking about the show being important to document our creative journey I, I don't I don't know if that's what you've been saying this whole time. Maybe we should that's go back what, and listen ex- to that. That's how I've, I mean, for me that was never what I, I thought I was supposed to see the
2: show as because that's, that's, that's and don't it. get me wrong. I've always, no, I, I've always had a blast with like when we do shows that are special and they're edited in, in a way, like I think that's fun. I think that's cool. Like I just feel like we were getting away from us as a, as a like, you and I are on the fucking court playing hoops. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: You and I tried
2: to join the Lakers first time. We back. tried to join the Lakers and...
1: Uh... <laughs> no, we we were actually talking about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah. It's a... I mean...
2: Dude, a lot of times... Oh, a... so okay, the impeachment?
1: Yes. That's over. That it's it, Well... It is so over, it might as well be almost at 9-11. <laughs> but I mean, it's so over and not talked about... But 9-11 still talks about it a lot. Oh yeah. It? oh yeah. So that's wrong. As long as I'm alive. Um yes. Yeah, so it was the, a sham. the Kitchmitt. No, I'm the Oscars. Yeah. The Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Bung, bung, bung,
2: bung, bung Do you find yourself dozing off at work? Do you find yourself getting lost in an abyss of your own thoughts? Well, let me tell you something. That's a badass. That's badass. That's badass. that's badass
1: That's badass That's badass That's badass Oh, hey, baby, that's badass, so badass. Yeah This is
0: the Elf Tree Podcast Network bum, 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 It's stuck in a bar with high bum, bum,
1: There's a, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff is happening Shakira flickering her tongue I didn't I didn't watch any of that. I oh, heard the Super dude, Bowl. Halftime it's the show fucking was
2: good. funniest shit. Really? You gotta watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was really bad. I actually watched some videos on people de occulting. I always watch videos after the Super Bowl <laughs> because there's always some sort of presentation. Sure. And when you really dig into it, it's mind blowing, dude. Yeah. The shit people are like, that symbol right there is this. This, what is, this is where it comes from. Like, even just like the clothing, like it's nuts, dude. It it's, is. It's, it's fascinating. bizarre. It, yeah. It's
1: bizarre what we're trying to teach women how to. To, I guess,
2: it was like a strip. H- it was a strip show to me.
1: and then that is what we're being paraded on. So I mean, it. I, I'm not gonna say it wasn't I'm hot. Confused Ian. by the. Sure, I know, but but it. You it can't was, say it's not hot. Does that mean that that's disrespectful? Some. No, would, I mean right. it was
2: hot. It was sexy, but it was also just like fuck, dude. There's like kids that but watch you're this objectifying shit. Objectifying them. My my whole thing is, is there are kids that watch this show and it was literally Janet Jackson in a fucking BDSM dominatrix fucking outfit. Oh, that's hol- like, no. Thrusting her no, goddamn no, no. crotch at the camera.
1: Jennifer Lopez.
2: Jennifer, sorry. sorry. Janet, I was going to say,
1: that's hilarious sorry, that Janet. you said Janet Jackson because that, that is tame compared to what's going on right now. And nobody's nipple was out.
2: What? But even then, when her nip came out, it was a it was it a star actually. titty.
1: Yeah, right. She yeah. had a little. She had a little. Little tassel. What was it? it, what was was it? Like a sticker? Or? No, I think it was more like a, you know, like a bolo tie <laughs> for her was, tit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I
2: love the sound you keep making for <laughs> it's like that's her boob coming out.
1: Uh, well, no, it's 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 her or it's her popping it on on the nip.
2: Like honestly, like the presentation was. Pretty fucking incredible. It was really well done. The show was it was well well. executed. It was pretty flawless. They weren't really singing. I don't. I don't believe it. Let's play another six second clip. The National Football
1: League welcomes you to the Pepsi Super Bowl Fifty Four halftime show.
2: (laughs) See, yeah, the blip. But yeah, it's like (laughs) Shakira. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Dude, you're going to love her flicking your tongue. I swear to God. We're going to put a... If we can find a GIF, we should put that on the blog. Yes. But uh, it's... To me, I sit there and go, man, there are fucking kids at home watching this show. And that's where I sit there and go, I don't know if this is right that these networks are putting this stuff on on national television the way they do. Like, you have to go... You have to be a certain age to watch like a rated rated R movie. And I feel like a lot of that show... And I know I sound so, like, fucking uptight right now. Like, it sounds weird because I'm telling you, I've seen some fucking (laughs) BDSM shit. It's fucking crazy. But at the same time, it's like, that is how I see it. So I'm like, that. those things are the same. Just the fact that there are a ton of kids watching the Super Bowl halftime show with all their families and shit, I think they should be a little bit more of a not so goddamn in your face about stuff. I just feel like it doesn't have to be like that for some reason. I don't know why. I feel like they could do more with visuals and it doesn't have to be like this artist that's wearing some leather thing. Like, I don't fucking... Who cares? I I, I mean... I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I sound like such a bitch. I mean...
1: The thing is, you have, in order to understand why that's the entertainment, you have to try and think of what's trying to be accomplished. And that's where you get... You know, crazy conspiracy theory people. You know, uh, blowing the lid off what they think is Tin going on, hat-wares. and and people calling them crazy because you know everybody's like, "Shut the fuck up, it's hot."
2: Yeah, and, exactly.
1: And, you know, David Icke's like, "Your
2: kids are being manipulated and manipulated." That's how I see it. Uh, I think it's a programming. When I see yeah. that shit, I look at it like it's a programming because I, I've seen pornography, I've seen BDSM, and that to me is the same. Almost that's the same how it thing. starts. <laughs> yeah. Well.
1: The 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 <laughs> Janet Jackson like she was at least wearing pants right she was wearing pants and she had this like bustier thing well she on. had I think and knee Justin, high boots on
2: were they boots I
1: she so. just wasn't fucking in a leotard and bare legged and ass hanging out and stuff mm. was she
2: uh,
1: I think I feel like it was man it was pretty Here. Justin Justin at the end of, <laughs> end of the show man and you know the lights are about oh to, you're you're talking
2: you know, about Janet Jackson yes Janet Jackson <laughs>
1: like that's the uh, oh I know what it was better have you naked by the end of this song <laughs> and that's he just like reached up and I'm like he's going for it I was like he's gonna grab her and he he just went ripped it off and then lights went out. Titty out and that was it dude and now at least Jennifer Lopez and Shakira didn't get their nipples out too we're allowing them to writhe around the stage for the entire show yeah like that's that's the trade off. How long ago was the Janet Jackson nip slip? Does I mean, say? is there a date on there? To be you're honest, on the,
2: you're on the internet. Uh, it's it's her. It's straight up her titty. I mean, you can totally see her full nip.
1: I mean, I know it's for not some reason in my head I thought it was it?
2: it was a sticker over the whole thing, but that's no. that's
1: full on. Yeah, nip do you see what I mean? It's like a bolo tie. It's but at, like, at the same
2: time, dude, who like I, I know it's like a who cares thing, but we're we're so fucking I think far off the the graph where it's like man there's like tribal people where they're naked in front of each other that this is not a big deal to them and i know that no. you sit there and go well we're we're a sophisticated culture now and it's like well i also think that you know sophistication comes with that's also not true not Overreacting to things too doesn't it i think i think being childish in our minds where it's like you see something like that we're offended by it i think that's that's where i get annoyed by these super bowl things it's, it's like it's Either all sexual or someone's getting fucking in trouble because their titty comes out. But then I'm sitting there going, well, naturally, it's just a titty. Who cares? Well, didn't but like- we're so like in this box now. You know what I mean? And I get it. I get why. And it's because there's kids at home watching this shit. And I get it. But, but people it are programmed.
1: To, it doesn't seem to matter that there are kids at home when you see this. How do you flip it? We're, yeah. we're
2: programmed into a way of like trying mm. to understand what's right or wrong. Yeah. I think. And that's yeah. that's what's hard about it to, to kind of decode it to me.
1: It's, Does um, that make sense? I mean, it makes sense. Uh, what to do about it? <laughs> Hopefully, try and make better art. Yeah, try and make better content. That's that's all we can do. It, content that at least can make you think. And dude, I've there have been some pretty killer documentaries on Netflix lately. Yeah, have you watched? Let's see, a uh, couple of docu series. The Pharmacist? No. Pharmacist is about... It starts off... Episode one is about this guy, Dan Schneider. His son was murdered buying meth. Oh, dang. In... What city? Just outside of New Orleans. Oh, okay. I think New Orleans. Yeah, man. St. Bernard Raging Cajuns? Yeah, St. Bernard Parish in in Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. Um, And he... The police were not really looking into the case, so he fucking... Not vigilante justice, but vigilante detectivism Yeah, found who killed him. I mean, figured it out over a year's time, and and he did it. And then he uncovered that it boils down to the opioid crisis, the you know, uh, OxyContin, yeah. and and things like that. And the rest of the docu series, the other three episodes, are dealing with this one particular doctor that was running a pill mill out of this this tiny little village. Tiny little village, but St. Bernard Parish. It would be like, it would be like Saxy, Texas. Okay. You know. Shout but, out, Saxy. Yeah, I mean, Saxy, Texas. You're so Saxy, yeah, Saxy. Bringing Saxy back. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Timberlake. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, it, was, it was an incredible, like, I would watch that docuseries and on multiple occasions, I'm just, my mouth is wide open with, like, How many people die because of this stuff? How many people knew? How many prescriptions this lady was writing? How little drug like fentanyl is a lethal dose, man? Yeah. You sprinkled more keef on that bowl than would kill you if it was fentanyl. Wow. Way more. That's terrifying. I mean, it's like the tiniest little paint chip. Really? It's ridiculously small.
2: What is it? Like, what is the, uh, what does it do to you?
1: Oh.
2: I mean OxyContin is an
1: opioid. It's it's yeah. uh, it's like I think it's like meth. Yeah. But the the problem is you're getting people hooked on these painkillers that then can't get off of them and then you're prescribing them Xanax and something else that they're all calling the whole thing. Oxycodone? Trim. Oxy OxyContin is it was the brand name, I guess, right? Oh,
2: Oxy Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um made by Purdue Pharmaceuticals. Um it's it's an incredibly fascinating documentary and literally is shining light on something I'd heard about. I'd heard that there was an opioid crisis going on, but I'm not aware of what it really involved and entailed. Um, And just through this lens of a pharmacist who tried to figure it out on his own, because he literally, as a pharmacist, he was seeing people come in with all these prescriptions and it's like, you're walking in here with like 80 milligram Oxycontin prescriptions and you're not on crutches. You're not in, you don't look like you're in pain and then starting to see these people's obituaries in you know the local papers and stuff and he's like I'm directly contributing to this I'm I'm going to figure out what's going on
2: wow it was great it was really really good he I'm surprised he he survived that you know yeah that's Man. a that's a huge uh Whistleblowing thing to do, you know what I mean?
1: It's definitely still going on. I believe the documentary covers all the way up through 2019 when they're probably like, you know, had to be done done making the movie or making the series.
2: So was it like a? Is it like just it was happening in this one place, or is this something that's a broader picture where it's probably happening everywhere?
1: It's probably happening in a lot of places, but this was one of the one of the. I, I don't. You know what? I don't remember whether or not it it was a nationally like focused case. It's like this is ground zero for it. I don't think it was. It just happens to be one that a lot of people can be were familiar with just because of the way he got involved via his like son's murder into discovering that it was like all because of oxycontin and he being a pharmacist is kind of you know. And so that to me at least was a unique enough reason for it to have been the subject of the documentary.
2: Yeah. So, um it's cool.
1: Yeah, you yeah, need to watch it that. Good. It was good. And then I got into watching some docuseries series about killers. It Ooh. was it was crazy. One of them was called The Devil Next Door. I heard of this. It was about this guy John dimnyanyuk Nyam nyam nyam.
2: <laughs> John Dimnyuk. Nyam nyam nyam. <laughs> John Demjanjuk, if you're listening, please don't come kill me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, he's unfortunately passed away. Oh,
1: um, in fuck the, you, man.
2: Yum, yum, yum. in
1: the, in the the <laughs> mid to late 70s, I believe he was accused of being uh this like Nazi death camp gas oh. chamber torturer. Yeah, that's so funny. It up. was it was horrible. He got extradited to Israel and he got tried and found guilty and appealed it and everything. It was it was a, a long drawn out thing, but uh, another great documentary. And then two I watched on serial killers. One was called the Confession Killer. It's about Henry Lee Lucas. Don't know anything about him. Dude, he's in the Dallas area and he dude confessed to all these killings. Initially 100 killings up to like 600 killings oh my and he God. It, it was this it was this whole thing where all these detectives were coming from all sorts of different parts of the country where they had all these unsolved cases and they're like were you anywhere close to this area at this point? And he was able to tell them like, you know, details about the case and all that kind of stuff. Like it was looking nuts. Like it was, so he did it.
2: It was bizarre. And then, Oh my God, he's got to be the most prolific serial killer of all time then, because that's then over 600.
1: And then towards the end of episode two and episode three, you start getting hints of, Oh, maybe he didn't do some of these. Oh, And it turns out by the end that it's possible that he only killed his mother, who is the person that he voluntarily surrendered himself to the police initially as having killed. It's possible that she's the only person and and no, I'm sorry. She and possibly his his girlfriend at the time who found out um, were the only two people he probably killed.
2: So what was like the evidence that made them go, oh, he's probably just full of shit? Like, if he had all this information about those cases...
1: Oh, yeah. Well, they had... they had. uh, Or was he just obsessed? Work logs or jail records or whatever. Like, they had all sorts of paper trails all over the place that these justice warriors, like, went and found, made this paper trail, and it's like, okay, he probably couldn't have done this one and this one and this one. Oh, man.
2: You know. I Uh, love that. Yeah. They just totally uh, folded his little card castle.
1: Dude... It it was it was a roller coaster of a of a of a series, and then I watched the uh the ones on Ted Bundy.
2: Oh yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah. I
1: I finished that this morning. Dude was interesting. It was very interesting. It was the yeah. first one that was like, oh okay, so this guy like actually killed these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not something that he confessed to it and didn't do it, or was accused of it and didn't do it. I mean, yeah.
2: dude, it's terrifying. Like even uh, <sighs> I can't remember the woman's name that survived it. Where she got out of the car yes. and ran? Yes, I know. Like, dude, how terrifying that would be. She should have been dead. She should have. Well,
1: I mean, I'm, well, gonna, I, I'm sure she's glad she wasn't.
2: She should not have been dead. I'm saying like, that's how close she was in the clutches of a monster like that. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. God damn it. If you're out there and you're having those thoughts, cut that shit out. Don't do that. <laughs> stop it. It's not right. Stop. it. It's just stop. No, but I... I yeah, it's like, fuck, man. That, that shit blows my mind, man. Yeah. I don't know. When you see that here's the thing is like we talk about all these issues in the world and like if there's someone willing to do that i absolutely have to think that there are people that work their way that are just as psychopathic that would position themselves in positions of power to fuck with whatever their beliefs are like with the rest of the world i really think that people underestimate that and and i I absolutely like when I think of conspiracies And or conspiracy theories in general whatever And I know this is a thing where people are like I mean dude I talk to people all the fucking time Because I'm not shy about I love talking about Subjects and trying to depict every Angle of them that's why I talk about occult shit because It's like most people are like oh it's all bullshit It's like no you've never looked into it If you think it's bullshit it's because you've Never looked into it because when you do You understand what it is because it's, It's been around before any of us have ever been around Right and so it's like you not believing in it is not going to make it not. It does true. exactly, and and there's so much stuff connected with those all the symbolism based on these origins that are like still alive and well today, and in company logos and all these things. Right. So it's like I see the world in such a way that's like, man, if if there's somebody like a Ted Bundy or a Charles Manson or you know, I don't know, f- fucking uh, John Wayne Gacy was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Timothy McVeigh. All these fucking monsters. It's like, dude. I absolutely think there's people that work their way into positions of power and they I don't know what their motives are at the end of the day but at the same time it's like I I think it's absurd that anyone would take someone else's life so to know there are people that do actually make those decisions and choices actively whether they're a murderer or there's someone like going by protocol like Trump killing Soleimani and all that shit it's like I don't think any of that's right I mean, to say that you're taking a monster off the world. Okay, fine. Maybe that that may be the case. But all I know is, we just dropped bombs on some dude, killed him. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know him. I'm just hearing it based on other people. I'm not directly involved with it, and I'm sure he's done horrible shit. I mean, uh, clearly, you're working in the military in a in a Middle Eastern country that's been fiddled with for <laughs> by oil <laughs> cartels and like you know yeah. what I mean it's like there's a lot of shady shit going on so I, I don't know I'm sure there's like stuff that he probably shouldn't have done but at the same time I just don't I don't agree that we could just go drop bombs on somebody like
1: that it's the dropping of the bomb rather than going through proper protocol it's like what we were talking <sighs> yeah. about in the last episode the 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 Democratic Party Nancy Pelosi Dude, was it reflects everybody. about impeaching him Rather than letting the courts deal with the fact that he didn't want to, he didn't want to obey his subpoena. Well,
2: here's the which thing. She should have done. Here's the thing. I think you're held liable when you pull shit like that. And and Bush did it. Obama did it. These all these fucking guys have done it. Um, the thing is, Lincoln
1: did it. Washington did it. Coolidge did it. <laughs> That's the name of the. Episode. Clinton. Coolidge did it.
2: <laughs> Nixon. All of them. No, but you sit there and think, okay, so if all of these guys are oh, okay, so if they're just going to make these choices. Ultimately, the people that that pay the ultimate price are the soldiers. And all of those soldiers, as far as I know, is most of them have families. So now the families are impacted by this. Yeah. By making these uh, unthinkable decisions to do these things. I just feel like, man, there's got to be a point where if someone's going to retaliate, who's going to pay? Well, the citizens do. So why don't the citizens have a fucking say if you're going to go and, you know, poke a bear somewhere else? Like, I don't think that's cool. That's not... The tribal thing like we're all supposed to be a tribe here in the US that includes people that come in your if you're here within the border borders you could be in New York City when someone fucking decides to retaliate because you're just in the vicinity like we're all literally responsible I think with I don't know just not doing unthinkable things I guess
1: would you rather things be stable or fair fair okay
2: because I think that because I think it's fair, people can get rich. I do. I think it's fair because people work hard, and sure. I think people who work hard should be rewarded because you're contributing something that does make an impact on people in a positive way.
1: Sure, mm-hmm.
2: could have
1: an impact. I don't think people have to be way.
2: so fucking rich where you have like billions of dollars, and then there's homeless people all over the fucking Tour streets of LA. Where you can buy
1: Greenland? Did you hear? Mike Bloomberg
2: bought Greenland. I mean. It's kind of a joke to me, man. It's kind of a joke. It shows you where things are. And if you're still one of those people that doesn't believe that there's some sort of weird underlying, I think this is just, that's like the most blatant thing you can look at. And then, and then there's a whole, it's like the tip of the iceberg just on those kinds of transactions. And then if you really look at who these people are and all the things they contribute to, it's pretty shocking most of the time when you go down those roads, not everybody. Right. You know, but it's like the whole, I watched those, uh, democratic debates with Bloomberg.
0: Uh,
2: being accused by uh Warren yeah. about his NDAs that he had with all these different people that were claiming sexual harassment. And the way he responded was like, I can't even fucking believe he's standing up here. This is where <laughs> the world is right now.
1: Yeah. This is unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's laughable. It'll just the same same thing we said last episode, man. This whole thing right now is laughable. And we've got an entire year
2: of it. I could shred them all apart right now, and I won't. Because I feel, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm Treading. so annoyed with all of these people. Like, all these yeah. candidates are so egotistical, fucking extremists to me. I think they're so crazy. You listen to the shit that they're saying, they're all biting with each other and it stays like a bunch of kids. Oh, man, it just it, drives
1: me crazy. It seems as though the person who's probably going to fare to do the, 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 <clears throat> Who's going to fare the best out of all of the the people running at the moment are probably going to be the more moderate candidate. Yeah. Because you get an extreme and you're going to polarize people. And I think right now people are still going to flock to the people to the, the person who seems to want to hold the country together as opposed to just get the other person out. Yeah. You know, I that I I I'm interested to see how they try and walk their way out of people assuming that's their position well their ultimate objective is to beat trump yes that's that's the goal how on earth are they they think they could win with something like that as their objective
2: yeah it's really crazy i think people
1: are smarter than that and would vote differently than that It doesn't mean they would vote for trump but i think if 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 people took a look at things and saw maybe their lives have stabilized a little bit, maybe they're in a better position Then they might vote for Trump, even if they don't like the things that he says or the media reports that he does or all these kinds of things, you know, that aside, you know, you have to look at what he's doing that is benefiting the people and, and see if it's something that is going to bring people together or, you know, raise the pitchforks. Yeah. I yeah. don't think people
2: are wanting to raise pitchforks. Mm. I really don't. People are too complacent. Everyone's complacent. I mean, I'm complacent. It's no, like you I you know, I like they have I just saw like they're like the ratings were crazy. It was like 35 million people tuned into the debates. I didn't watch them. I just saw little highlights cuz yeah. I like to like just see what they say to each sure, other. Sure. But dude, it's like they're doing another one next week and I'm like this is all just a ratings game and they all are I kind of feel like they're all in their own little corner of the of the ring you know when the coach is coming up to Mm them they're like yeah that was great you fucking like let her have it next time we want a little we want a little more of this you know fucking you know call Bernie out on this we want to get I feel like they're being coached to literally put on this charade that's like they're almost like little characters, dude. I just don't buy it. But at the end of the day, they're all like, but we have to stick together because we got to take down Trump. And I'm exactly. just like, you guys are fucking
1: mad. You know what I would love to see is the Team America version of Bernie Sanders.
2: Yeah, that's a fucking hilarious movie, dude. I fucking <laughs> love that movie so much. Oh my God. So yeah, that's I think that's,
1: oh. a, that's a good visual to leave people on.
2: It's going to be fun to watch it all unfold. It, you know.
1: it might as well be out of the minds of Matt Parker and Tracedown.
2: Stone. Yes, exactly. Yes, and in that no. we'll, we'll we're not going to use our no. theme song. We'll just do the uh, the South Park song at the end. Like wait a we'll, minute!
1: Wait a minute! I totally botched their names.
2: Oh, uh, you're
1: talking about the Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, yeah. Trey Parker man,
2: what'd you say? I don't remember. You were roll, talking about South Park, right? Roll the
1: tape back. It might as well be out of the minds of Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Anyways, Trey and Matt. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're invited on the show. Yes, we'd love to have you. <laughs> for for botching your name. Oh yeah, what was, we, we invite you on the show. We did have that one thing where we were like if you could invite one guest. Sure, sure. Who? I would I would invite them as a duo. Like them okay. as a, as a unit.
2: Okay. So since you've you picked twins, I would say the twins from the Shining. Yep. Uh and they're if they're alive? Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think they are because the Dr. Sleep just came out and I think I saw some press photos of like, nice them, I think they're like middle-aged though. All in, right. In those, and still in the dresses.
2: Well, twins from The Shining. With their hair. If you're alive. and Play with us, Danny. Oh God, no, okay, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> oh
1: geez. That would be awesome to hear yeah. them say that though.
2: No, but I, okay. So if they're, if for some reason they couldn't, my backup plan would be the Wachowski sisters.
1: Oh uh, Okay. All right. Yes.
2: I want to know some uh, Matrix deets. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think. I think one of
2: them is out of the
1: public eye at the moment. Oh, why? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, you come out of the public eye. I don't necessarily think. Well, you probably. I just don't want to be around. Announce you know. why, but uh, I mean, I think I think her transition was more new than than Lana's. Lana, Lana. I think Lana Wachowski's been transitioned for uh, at least a decade. Oh, god. Gotcha. I think it's okay. been at least ten years. I think. I think. Wow, I, and I I'm sorry, I'm sorry, other Wachowski sibling, I don't remember your name at this point. But their <laughs> their transition, fine. her transition was, is within the last like four years, I believe.
2: Yeah. Okay. Four or five years. So Wachowski sisters, you are invited on the show. Yeah. It'd be fun to talk to you guys. I mean, ladies. Mm-hmm. Shit. You know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. Bong, 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 bong. I remember once I uh, was looking in the open air and one of those glorious little thistle-down things came and I picked it up like that and brought it down and it looked as if it was struggling to get away just as if you caught an insect by one leg like a daddy long legs or something of that kind it seemed to be struggling to get away and I thought well it's not doing that that's just the wind blowing then I thought again really only the wind blowing surely It is the structure of this thing which in cooperation with the existence of wind enables it to move like an animal, but using the wind's effort, not its own. It is more intelligent being than an insect, in a way, because an insect uses effort. Like a person who rows a boat uses effort, but the man who puts up a sail is using magic. He lets nature do it for him. With the intelligence to use a sail, see. Now that is the most highly skillful art of all. That is Taoism in perfection.
1: So, uh, <laughs> before we, uh, before we get, uh, get served any sort of like season assists. Hey, hey, hey,
2: hey, hey, Peter. Yeah, yeah, Peter's here. <laughs> Peter's here. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so uh yeah, check out songbird out. Me, <laughs> songbirdofficial.com yeah. and then also I was going to say uh yeah, if anyone has any questions or comments or uh you want us to talk about something or whatever, <laughs> blah blah blah, you can hit us up uh at Pod. Yes, that's right. And uh hidear.com.
1: Well, com. Go read the show notes. Go go check out the blog post. I don't know if anybody who's listening to the show remembers this or knows this, but we mm-hmm. we put all of our show notes along with links and photos and this, you know, fun, colorful uh, We're Thinking of You yeah. uh,
2: blog. I want to do some house shows. So I'm going to put a shout out To anyone out there Across the country That wants to uh, host a house show I would love to come in And play some songs intimately uh, Not with you but with an audience And not intimate (laughs) songs but (laughs) but close Yeah just do a house concert About an hour of a show You can smell the uh, breath yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be really cool. and I Because I want to travel around a little bit more and I want to meet people that really like my music and stuff. I want to be more connected, I think, yeah, uh, with my audience. And so, yeah, I want to put that out there. If you want to hit me up at songbirdofficial.com, um, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to host a show, thinking over the summer sometime maybe. Or in the fall, whenever. Just hit me up. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you, if you ask, it might actually happen. So what do you have to lose? Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you lose couch space for a night
2: exactly you know did i'll crash on a fucking floor with a sleeping bag <laughs> yeah totally oh yeah uh he's unrolling this sleeping bag <laughs> yeah i'm like <laughs> he's getting cozy but i've got like that little foil thing so i can survive the winter <laughs> you've you know? got
1: it you've got a space blanket <laughs> on top of the, <laughs> the sleeping bag
2: <laughs> for this month on hi dare i am be here And I'm Joe. And uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us for 73. We We gotta go. go.
1: (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at
2: HydarePod. And get your ass online because uh, HiDare.com misses you.